Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a saving. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Welcome to our podcast, We Can't Be the Only Ones. I'm Gail. And I'm B. And we have Ryson today who just cannot get his little self settled. So he may be on and off mic. I don't Ooh, know. Dog. Uh, I don't know. He's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's over there talking to Berlin now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. His pillow was moved and he's just not having it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dogs are creatures of habit. When you move their stuff, they're displaced. It'll be all right. Anywho, Here we yeah. want to thank you for tuning in again. This week, I won't be crying. I'm in a better place. You might cry. Thank you, Jesus. I hope not. Everybody cries. That's why I'm crying. Why? Why would you make me cry? Why would I? Why do I have to make you cry? Well, maybe? because you say I might cry, so you might know why I'm going to cry. So that yeah. means you were going to make me cry. No, it does not mean that. Well, what does it mean? I don't know. But as we were, <laughs> we are going to go to our moment of gratitude. And it starts with me. Woohoo! See, I didn't say a word. Yes. And today is the International Day of Happiness. So I hope by the time you listen to this, if you didn't find and carve out time to find some semblance of happiness, that you will throughout the week. But it's also, I'm grateful for, guess what, Gail? What channel? PBS? Yes, you would be correct. Because. <laughs> okay. Because it is Mr. Fred Rogers' birthday today. From Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Oh, okay. So Isn't he dead? He is dead. Okay. But it is his date of birth. So I am so very grateful to have had Mr. Rogers in my life as a tot and <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> and I, I do I love Mr. Rogers it's actually on Amazon Prime I think um, me and Alina are watching it a while during the um, while we're still in the pandemic but during lockdown we were watching a bit of it and it just brought so many memories and there were just so many little lessons about empathy and kindness and, you know, love and all of those things that were woven into the show. I don't know too much about what happens on TV now, but I just think it was such 
a great show for children and some adults to watch to kind of gain that again. It didn't matter if he were different. There was always a lesson. And I remember watching his Lifetime Achievement Award that he got at the Oscars. And um, it's on YouTube. And he talks about, he tells everybody to close their eyes for a bit and to think of, you know, how we, we don't necessarily get to the places where we get to on our own. And to take a moment and to think about the people who have helped us or a person that has helped us to get to where we are right now and send them a thank you and send them love and like people were just boohoo crying because again it's like who's having this meditation moment right now but just such a there was an audience there yeah it was the oscars he won the lifetime achievement award a few years ago oh okay when he won it (laughs) and the clip is on in youtube but his his thank you speech was so gracious so kind and it's still extended out to everyone else to then extend that out to everyone else so i don't know i am grateful to PBS for having Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood oh. and that being a part of my childhood. Oh, okay. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Thank you. Mr. Rogers. Hmm. Okay. What are you grateful for? <laughs> <laughs> I could say just being alive. That's always a good thing. But um, actually, I- I'm just grateful for the fact that Yesterday, I had a really great encounter with um, a person, uh, a student that, for whatever reason, called me on my cell phone. <clears throat> well, the reason was she couldn't get her ebook. Mm-hmm. That's an electronic book for those who don't speak. And she was just so really, really upset. And I was sort of annoyed because I'm like, oh, why are you calling me? On my day off, mm-hmm. but and but then I heard the the, the 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 cry for help in her voice, and we ended up having such a lovely conversation about just other things in general. You know, she was sharing some some difficulties that she'd been through through the pandemic. She lost a family member, mm, and we kind of commiserated and and chatted and just had such a lovely encounter. And I, at the end, I thanked her for calling me and we hung up. And then I realized I didn't help her with her (laughs) ebook. And so the phone rang and it was her. And I said, we didn't do the ebook thing. She said, I realized that. (laughs) (laughs) So then I did help her get on her ebook and, and it was fine, but it was just, it, it it could have gone left so easily. And sometimes you have to really just think for a moment like, okay, yes, maybe this is inconvenient. Maybe this is not what I wanted at that moment. But how do we, you know, sort of a Mr. Rogers moment. How do we extend ourselves? Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a, just such a good, we, we must have talked for like 25 minutes. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. And, and it was people, that really makes nice. a difference. That makes a difference in people's lives. Look, 
even if you not you're not aware, I think it does make a difference for people to be seen and acknowledged. However, and, and, and it worked both ways because I share some things with her. We and it was just such an absolute delightful convert, an unexpected delight. You know, like it was just like a, a treat that just got delivered. So hmm. yeah, it was I, I'm very grateful for those moments that happen. And I'm grateful that I can recognize them to the point to allow them to happen. There you go. Okay, well, good. So, yeah. So, yeah. I made a friend. One hand to clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryson gave up on us. He's looking out the window at nothing. Okay, good. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. You'll hear me be like, a big pause, and I'm, it's just me looking at Rice and Rice and looking at me. Alrighty. <clears throat> so this week, I think most of us are aware that there were the shooting, there was a shooting that occurred, or shootings, that occurred in um, Atlanta at the spa that left eight people dead, six of them women. And, um, so it's very interesting online because I only have Instagram. I don't know what's going on on Twitter. So I'm pretty sure Twitter was a S show. I don't know what goes on on Facebook because I'm pretty sure that's where the derelicts live. So (laughs) I didn't even go there, but just on Instagram, I was able to see, and it disheartened me too, because it was some of my friends. And they were like, this isn't our problem. Yep. This isn't our problem. And I was just kind of like, a a little bit taken aback, because these were minority people. These were people of color. These were brown. Yeah, these were black people especially who kind of were like this isn't my my problem and they never stood up for us which is a falsehood but i was just kind of like this is why we can't get anywhere and i'm not to say to blame them because again it's more than one individual but i'm pretty sure if it's just this little microcosm of people who are kind of like this isn't our issue and they're doing the whataboutism, it's everywhere. And it's not just when, you know, the Asian community has an issue, then it's like, what about that? It's when Hispanics, and you're like, what about that? And then you have the blacks, and other people are like, what about that? And it's just almost like, we'll never get to the real root of the problem, because we're not the them. We, we, we other each other, but we're not the true them. The true them is white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And the way white supremacy works is to pivot the minorities against themselves as well. So, and it was even more disheartening because there were women who were like, this isn't my problem. And I'm like, especially as a black woman, this should be your problem. 
because six of the eight people who were murdered were women. And it, it just amazes me how the, the cop or whoever it was, hours after the guy got like arrested, was like, well, he had a bad day. This is just a person having a bad day. And I'm like, first of all, they need to look into that bitch. Because there's something not cleaning his milk. Oh, they did. Oh. On his Facebook page, he was um, promoting the sale of, like, the T-shirts blaming the virus on Chinese people. See? And he was promoting that. He had one on, proud about it, and promoting that. And so, oh yeah, they 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 ferreted him out. And I mean, he ratted on his own self because like people are so quick. That's the first place they go look on Facebook, see what you got. Mm-hmm. And they're so proud of what they have. So yeah, yeah. so that's disheartening to me. But and to me, it wasn't even just that he said that. The whole scenario of. This man went to three separate locations mm-hmm. with ammunition and guns, mm-hmm. murdered people, was carrying weapons, and peaceably got arrested. He did not get shot down. He did not get maced, tased, none of this. And he just had a bad day. Now, had that just been a simple black man marching he might have really had a bad day. Imagine if it was a woman. Oh, well, yeah. She'd been shot as Ima- well. Exactly. So again, that... Or arrested and treated so horribly. <laughs> yeah, so imagine the amount of grace one has in them to extend to a heinous, heinous, heinous crime. But no amount of grace and dignity, because there are several intersections that are happening with this in this situation. A, they're Asian. B, they're women. C, they're sex workers. Or possibly. Let me not label them as sex workers. Yeah, and there they is a possibly... massa- it was a massage parlor, mm-hmm. but was it the... In the, ironically, I actually know where one of them was from living in Atlanta. And I, I don't, I mean, you always ride by and you think, mm, what's going on in there? But I've never went in to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to um, Asian bathhouses. Yeah. And if sex is going on in there, I wouldn't get none. <laughs> that That's not what was happening when I was there. But. That and that's neat, like you say, that's sort of neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. No one drug him in. No. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't some woman being held against her will, forcibly doing acts of sex that she does not want to do. Mm-hmm. But he was having a bad day. Yeah, and just because he had a bad day, that that excused it, and it just was one of those things where it's like. People will use that. People will be like, yeah, I beat the shit out of my wife. I was having a bad day. From now on. I was having a bad day. What do you mean? I can't choke the shit out um, of her. And then I was having a bad day. But at the same week, the very same week, 
the guy on the microphone who the mic was still on, the oh, announcer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And kept using the N-word. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, uh, he was, was it diabetic? Yeah, he said he had yeah. diabetes. He, His it diabetes was the sugar that forced did it him to, him. to say such things. So there's, you know, our next reason. Yes. You know, they're, they're just piling up. I've had a bad day. I, I'm a diabetic. Just, they just keep coming. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't, you know, not that I want to be arrested, but I, I got two in my pocket now. Yeah. I'm having a bad day and I'm a diabetic. So I'm double trouble. <laughs> what, you, what more do you want from me, people? <laughs> I'm like, but my it, sugar is low. <laughs> I, I'm just like, and that was on Facebook. And a friend of mine posted it and said, this is just so shameless. And I said, you know. I said, what's going to happen next? What other excuse are clear people going to be using? Call them clear? Yeah. On Facebook, we say clear. So it's not like otherwise they'll block you and say it's a racial thing. Um, You can call them translucent. No, we just go with clear. We all know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Now somebody on works with Facebook, I'll probably get blocked. I know, right? But, uh, but, and the, it was on Facebook too. There was a, a friend of mine who made some joke about the parlor. And, well, you know, what do you expect when you do these kind of things? And he made like a little cartoon thing about it and Facebook tagged him and took him off. And so he messaged me, I can't believe they took me off. And he sent me what it was. I said, I won't use his name. I said, blank, you can't do that. That's not even funny. What were you thinking? Well, when when we do stuff, people ridicule us. Okay, so, but these people were murdered. Do you not see that that we should somehow be banded together to all get together and stop this? Well, I just am upset that you can't make a joke on Facebook. Okay. And I just said, no, you cannot. It's, that wasn't a joke. That Not was mean at spirit. all. That, that was probably mean spirit. I didn't see it. But at the same time, it, it just goes to show you, like, I said this a year ago once Trump was calling it the China, China virus, virus or whatever. And I was just like, we just love to pass the baton of hate here. We just, it's like a track field where it's like who gets it next and then we just keep passing that baton off i've never seen white people get the baton but (laughs) and they shoot up children at schools Mm -hmm. and no no one nobody's walking around beating them up and i don't want anyone to beat anyone up let me be clear that's that's not the goal here the goal here is for people to take responsibility for their actions. Exactly. And for the rest of us to stand in solidarity. If it were white women, I would still be standing in solidarity with them. This should have never happened. If it was white men, you would yes. have to stand in solidarity because this that was hate. Right. That was a hateful act. And I think... We're so okay with kind of victim blaming in this country that we tend to forget that there's a perpetrator. Yes. 
there, there are perpetrators who do things to victims that make them victims. No one wants to be harmed. No one wants to be raped. No one wants to be spat on. Nobody wants that wakes up in the morning and says, I wonder what fresh trauma I can get today. <laughs> no, you know, and you don't want to sit in your house and think, I wonder if I can go to the store. Yes. So speaking of which, because I did kind of want to highlight because it seems as if the baton of hatred, and it doesn't mean that it diminishes, I want to first and foremost say it doesn't diminishes what we as black people go through or Hispanic people go through or Native American go through. I think, again, it's such an umbrella thing that I think we can all kind of see the issue isn't us, but as it stands right now, there is the Stop AAI Hate National Report that they just put out. Actually, a few, 228, it was from 319 to 319, 2020 to 22821. So this was prior to even mm-hmm. the incident that occurred. And there were about 3,795 incidents that they received within that time frame. So 4,000 incidents. Against Chinese. Against Asians. Okay. You know, well, because most people don't know the difference between they someone don't. who's Japanese or Chinese. They don't. But, and that's another. Or Korean. They, they really don't. Mm-hmm. So if you were to divide that, wait. 4,000 divided by 3. That's about 10 people per day. Close to 11 people per day who are reporting. So that must mean the number should be higher. And, and you know why the number should be higher? Because their culture is a quiet culture they tend to be quiet about things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. They don't ha- they are they don't have a tendency to run to the police. Their tendency is not to because they've not been met with much success by running to the police. You know, particularly if they're first generation and they're coming here, they're they're coming here because they're trying to get away from something. Yeah, they're vulnerable. And then they come here and find out this may not be Mecca but it's still better than where they were. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but they're quiet people in that they try to keep to themselves, keep a low profile, and they will not always report things that, that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So the type of discrimination that they're facing is verbal harassment, which makes up about 68.1%. Shunning, which is 20.5, which is the deliberate avoidance of Asian America, um, Asian Americans, physical assault, which is about 11.1%, and civil war, civil rights violation and online harassment. Um, this should be noted again, just based on intersectionality, that women report hate incidents 2.3 times more than men. And I'm pretty sure that number is higher because again, you view, most people view women, which again, 
when we think about intersectionality as disposable. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily human to a lot of people. We are less than. Um, the youth, 0 to 17-year-old, report 12.6% of the incidents and then seniors. So you're still going over and, you know, cross-sectionally going to your most vulnerable people because what is a child going to do with you harassing them? Yeah. But internalize that hate and you basically cause trauma to a child. And how small are you to do that to elderly people and children? I mean, granted, doing it to anybody, you should be ashamed of yourself. But to sit up there and say, I'm going to go ahead and go out my way to make a child life miserable and to spew hate towards a child, like, how small are you as an individual? And I think on top of it, I've never spewed hate like that and I've never been white so I can't speak for what it is but it's just almost like a power trip and it's like it gives you the liberty and our former Cheeto in chief basically emboldened these people to be hateful and if there's anything we can be thankful to him for that's one yes because now they're out in the open they're they're not hiding they're like yes we are you know i I, i'm on the freeway and cars ride by now they're actually racking their guns in the back of their truck yeah because they can hear Mm -hmm. but they weren't but now they are and now there's stickers on their car they have things painted and they're letting you know who they are yeah So, and again, back to what you're saying, like you almost have, because they're reporting the incidences everywhere. They're in businesses, they're in public streets and sidewalks, they're online, they're in public parks, they're in public transit, they're at private residences, they're at school, they're at university, and they're at places of worship. So it's almost kind of like, where can you go? The thing that they have similar to us, they have a distinctive, we have a color mm-hmm. that can be spotted. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say, except for maybe me. But, you know. I knew you were <laughs> black when I met you. Well, some people don't. Oh. And, but for the most part, you we, we, can't, we can't run or hide. Yeah. Neither can they. They have distinctive features that will point them out and if it's not the features so much they if they're in their their zone where where they live or around people or walking with people of the same culture they may speak a different language mm-hmm. and they rec- people will recognize that and and react unfavorably pretty much when it really should not be you know it's just there's no place to hide. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of go through some of the report of, because they basically in the report kind of put certain instances that people have reported. So when it comes to verbal harassment, 
um, two white middle-aged men, go figure, who have been my neighbors for over 15 years, approached me threateningly on the street, pulled down the corner of their eyes and said, go back to Wuhan, B-I-T-C-H, and take the virus with you. When I called them vile, they called me a Thai, W-H-O-R-E, and threatened to beat up my husband. There is another incident, separate incident. This specific incident was in an NYC grocery store where a man started screaming at me and called me a disgusting effing pig and told me to get the F out of the store. Physical assault. My boyfriend and I were riding the metro in D.C. When on the escalator in a transfer station, a man repeatedly punched my back and push, push back us, push past us. At the top, he circled back towards us, followed us, and repeatedly shouted Chinese B-I-T-C-H at me, fake coughed at, and physically threatened us. A few days later, we saw a news story about how the owner of Valley, Tea, D- Valley, Valley Book Tea in D.C. was harassed and pepper sprayed by the same man calling him COVID-19 repeatedly. Shunning. So this person, I came into the coffee shop at Mercada and people started leaving the area where I sat one by one. People started coming in and they sat on the side of the coffee, sh- coffee shop away from me. I became isolated on one side of the coffee shop and that was in Naples, Florida. Coughed and spat at. These white men were walking towards me, moved into the street where, when they saw me, yelled, hey, C-H-I-N-K, and then spit on me. This is at College Station. Refusal of service and barred from establishment. I was trying to enroll my daughter in a gymnastic class and had left several messages to call back. I was finally able to speak to the owner of the business and asked why he had not returned my phone calls. And he told me that he did not like my name, which was obviously Asian, and he could have, he could not accept my daughter into his gym. I was shocked at his blatant, blatant statement and hung up on the phone. This is in Tuscan, Tustin, California. Um, for vandalism at a street intersection, C-H-I-N-K was written four times in very large characters for three of the signs. And online harassment. One of my professors was talking about public health responses to COVID-19 and explicitly called it the China virus and that we've got to be very careful about that country and what they do to us, College Park, Maryland. Wow. So these are just... Across the country. Across the it's country. It's not any isolated area. No. It's across. I mean, I think when I read the report, most of the incidences were happening in California, but I do believe they have a high population of Asian Americans in California. Um, but it just goes to show you the degree of it. It just crosses disgustedness of what it is and again these aren't things that if you are a person of color that is 
outside of being Asian that you may not have experienced or will experience or might experience or your kids might experience or you know someone who has experienced that type of blatant racism, threat, harm. And for people to go back and be like, well, I, it ain't me. What are you talking about? Or even to um, someone else, another friend of mine that the, I, I'm trying to remember the exact wording. It was like, well, what do you expect? They are from China. The virus came from there. People are upset with them. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean they're upset with them? Did they like tote it over? Were they carriers? And the thing is, a lot of people fail to realize that there are Asian Americans who have been in this country since the 1800s, probably even the 1700s, that were barred from citizenship. You had the Chinese Exclusion Act that lasted for decades. You had hard labor being forced because that was the only way was, you know, through the railroading system. You had Japanese internment camps on this soil where we had concentration camps for Japanese And Americans. took all their belongings. We took everything away from them and gave them back nothing. Exactly. Yet the Confederates are still getting paid. Exactly. You have where you have propaganda because at a certain point in time in movie making, the government controlled what was seen and what was there. So you have it where there are men, the, the Asian American men who are being touted as, you know, just not men, basically. You're less than a man. And then you have women where you tout them as being submissive. So you have a propaganda that you're basically giving them. And then you put them as a model minority and there are ages even prior to this that are like i'm not good at math <laughs> well lucy is her name lucy lou uh-huh she was interviewed um on tv this week after the shootings and they were asking her her encounters had what and the the lady who interviewed her said, be explicit, because I don't think people really understand what actually happens at all levels. Mm -hmm. And she said their role she went for, and they were like, well, no, we were looking for, um, we're not looking for somebody that knows karate. And she goes, I don't know karate. Like, she said it, that that was supposed to be my talent. What talent? That's she a said, because you think I'm Asian, I know how to beat you up with karate. And she said, it's just so insulting. Yeah. And, and they're not, they don't understand. Well, why is that insulting? That means you have a talent. That's not my talent. <laughs> People are dumb. And she said, she said in this interview this week, it's going to get worse. I believe it. Before it gets better. I believe she it. Said she feels like they're just gearing up. I believe it. If this man can go and shoot up people and they say he had a bad day, 
how many other bad days are headed our way? Exactly. Which is scary. Very. Which is scary. And I think crossing levels of intersectionality, even if you're not of Asian descent and have no, for me, and I think I'm not even biased because I have a friend that is Asian or I know Asian people. They are people. They are people. But you and, do. But I do. And I, again, I think part of that is the issue too, is that again, we are so segregated as a country that we can't see people outside of what we see on TV. And the other thing that concerns me are there Asians who don't see themselves as Asians. They see themselves as white people. And white people do not see them as white people. So they true. think they're safe. Oh, they're not going to come after me. You know, I, I have lunch with so-and-so and so-and-so all the time. We shop together. You know, I'm always seen with them, so they won't think of me as, you know, I don't work in a, in a you know, a massage parlor. I'm not doing nails. So I'm not doing the typical thing. So I'm outside of that loop. Lucy Lou was outside of that loop in a sense. I know. And she's still was ridiculed and made to feel less than a person. Yeah, I, th I think, again, that's a reckoning that a lot of people have to go through. I mean, Meghan Markle. Yes. She, I think, what she went through was deplorable. But at the same time, to me, she looks like a white woman. She is very And she passive. probably didn't anticipate all of that coming her way because I kind of blend in. That's like, I'm always astonished when somebody calls me out of my color. Like, you know, I'm like, I have to think for a minute. Like, okay, so you do see my blackness. How interesting. I haven't even opened my mouth. Because if I open my mouth, you might actually hear it. But if I haven't opened my mouth, mm -hmm. it is always sometimes a little taken back by it. You know, like, wow. So if you're coming after me, who have you come? Who, who did you get? I know. I'm telling you. Who so, did you get before you got here? It's a relay race. It's a never-ending loop of a relay race that we just keep passing the baton. And what we're feeling... And again, I'm not even saying that it's just only white people who participate in it. I'm sure there are people of color who participate in bigotry and participate in prejudices and participate in hate. That is just kind of like, come on, we are never going to get anywhere as a society, as a world that is falling apart. The world is literally throwing things our way to get rid of us. And here we are fighting with each other where we could be like, okay, you know what, there's no place for hate anywhere even within communities that look the same and the communities that are different. We need to be kind of, we need to, this is my opinion, some people may disagree, but we need to kind of say, okay, you know what? 
let's say we do believe that Asian people have never helped the black cause. That's a lie, first of all. They were part of the Black Panthers. There was ye Yellow Peril. You know, there's always a group of people who were like, this is not okay. Even if they didn't, that's neither here nor there. We're Right now, we are at a crossroad, and I feel like we always miss the opportunity because we're like, oh, well, it ain't me. It ain't me. And it's well, like, somebody in Atlanta, I, I don't recall who, what it, who, they, who it was on my Facebook page, posted, uh, I don't know, a flyer or something that they had. I don't know if they had it made or they found it mm -hmm. that had black, Chinese, and Hispanic. Like, we are together. Yeah. We are with you. We stand with you. And that's really, because here's the thing. If you stand alone, you're easily attacked. You're easily you taken can be down. Out from the crowd. You, right. If you stand together, you're so much stronger. Yes. And that, you know, even to in the Bible, people will say they base slavery on what the Bible said. Nowhere in the Bible does the Bible really separate you from people. It doesn't say this one's better than that one. It's God uses more of all everybody and he's very clear you know you have to do this he doesn't say this is only for those who I like or I think are cute or white or this color or that race it just doesn't come into play but people will use that as that's my reason why I'm cleansing cleansing what where'd you get that from show me and nine times out of 10, they can't show you. So they'll use whatever they can to defeat you in any way that they can do it. Mm -hmm. I'm always amazed at people who are black, well-educated black people, and have money. You know, what their family worked hard, they have money. I take nothing away from their accomplishments. And then we'll stand right up and look at somebody and say, you are this way because you don't care. You ain't trying to be any better than what you are. So I'm going to stand over here and I'm going to be with my rich white friends. Yeah. But when I, look at Bill Cosby, people. Hello. <laughs> I think he thought at some time he had arrived with them. He was riding with them. He was their boy always to the end. I think he's sitting in prison by himself. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet you all the money I have in my pocketbook now, which ain't that much, but I'd still throw it down. He ain't the only one in that group that he ran with. That did Those that. other, I'm pretty sure, but none of them are sitting in jail next to him. Not one of them, white producers, you know, writers, not even his agent. None of those people stood up and said, this is not right what you're doing. Nobody came to his aid. No. In fact, they had hoped that they would siphon every dime of his money so he could never help another person to do anything else. Well, 
That's where he is. And that's where a lot will end up if you're not paying attention. No. Don't don't walk away from your roots and who you are. And I I I, I wonder there was that woman, uh, the older grandmother age group Chinese woman in San Francisco, where a guy walked up and just punched her in the face. Oh yeah, that was a few weeks ago. And then she got a stick and beat him senseless to where he was calling for police. The interesting thing about that, there were people that around her. No one, no one came to her aid or his aid either. No one. What's wrong with that picture? It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. I think, again, a lot of the time people think that it's not their issue. And eventually it will be. Because what was, what was she doing to entice this man to do something to her? Did they look like they were lovers having a quarrel? <laughs> you know, because people are like, well, you know, you can't get involved in these relationship issues because you know what? You go to her aid, next thing you know, she beating you up for him. I, I don't think that was going to ro roll out like that. And if so, give it a shot. Yeah. Just step step in. It might not have gone as that bad. Maybe he'd have got that one punch in, but then that's at, grab him, put him on the ground, call the police, have him arrested, make sure she's okay. Yeah. How do people live with yourself and go home and say, I did nothing today to stop an old woman from getting beat up? How do you do that? How do you find, what, what do you do with yourself after that? I don't know. Go home and kick your dog or something. Jeez. I mean, yeah, really? <laughs> they got that's got to start eating away at you. It yeah, it does. I'm I'm pretty sure it does. And I just think again, we just somehow, some way, have to find a semblance of solidarity. Which I did find a definition of solidarity because you know I love a good Webster Merriam dictionary. And it's basically unity as a group or a class that, produce, that produces or is based on a community of interests, objectives, and standards. And I'm just like, hello, we, have, we should have an objective here, which is to eliminate hate, to eliminate racism, to eliminate biases, to make sure that everyone feels safe no matter who you are. And that people are being held accountable. We have an interest as people of color and white people who do not want this to happen. So again, it's not so far-fetched that this is not a moment to say, hey, let's do something. There was the Rainbow Coalition. And it's not like it's even something so brand new that we can't reach back into history and say, okay, the Black Panthers Party started the Rainbow Coalition. And they didn't start it with just, I don't know that, I don't know whether or not they had Asian people, but it was with Fred Hampton. And I think they had 
on HBO Max, and I think it's in theaters now. The Judas and the Black Panther, uh, and the mm-hmm. is it Judas and the Black Panther? Judas and the Messiah. I could be getting that name wrong. But is that movie there? And you know, they speak about like the alliance across race and ethnicity. So this isn't something new. And it was with the Latino group, the Young Lords, and the working class whites called the Young Patriots. And they found common ground. And they basically banded together in one of the most segregated cities after post-war America to confront issues such as police brutality and substandard housing. So again, all this requires is going across lines. And I know that it may be hard, but to be honest, it might be even easier to do this now because you can do this on Zoom. And something that has popped up this week in Florida that really is very troubling. Uh, Governor DeSantos has decided that the new educational approach, we're going to teach civics. We're not going to teach about hate in America because we don't want you to hate each other. We want you to love each other. But part of his civics lesson will eliminate speaking of slavery other than just a way for people to make money at the time. It will eliminate speaking of any things that have happened. Of You don't need to really teach about racial discord. If we stop teaching about it, it will go away. <sighs> and this, he's taking the money given to him from the government for coronavirus to help people here, you know, with their jobs, to get companies back. He's taking that money to do this. The circus sucks. Now, there is an opportunity right there. Right there is an opportunity. Because you need to teach these things so they don't, how did they come about so they don't continue? And I think that's part of it too. A lot of people aren't aware that there was ever a rainbow coalition or that there were instances where Yellow Peril came together with the Black Panthers to say, let's get this going, you know, let's get this together. There... Or that there were internment camps for Japanese. Exactly. There was somebody earlier this week, we were talking about it, and they said, well, that was because these the Japanese people were plotting to bring the war here. What are you talking about? No, they weren't. They were not. They were just picked up because they got uh, Pearl Harbor. So yeah. they just picked them up. They had nothing to do with it, not even in, in any, there's no phantom. Maybe, I can't even imagine how you could, so you don't know why they really were interred. That's the real truth. But that's what we need to start teaching our children truth. You know, the funniest thing, I'm on a diversity and inclusion committee at Alina School, and we meet every month, and they were talking about, um, uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day was just coming up in, I think, in April. And how, you know, they're going to, part, you know, participate in there and, you know, how they're going to have to now start recording everything because um, they, 
they're gonna have to start recording everything because again the holocaust survivors they're all pretty much they're dying of age now and you know they were like well will someone mention and she was asian and her kids are jewish as well and she was like are we gonna do this in our lower school and they're like no not really and she's like but i'm already having these conversations with my kids you know like we we keep skirting around things that when it comes to children of color they are still facing it but here you are shielding these white children and saying it's too much for them to even know about but it's okay for our children to experience it and that's just the bottom line and it's just so dichotomous where it's like oh you can experience it but let's shield these kids from ever knowing that it exists now i will give my school her school kudos because they were already working on something with the upper school they have an affinity group that they were working on and there was a message that was going to come out anyways from the head of school but at the same time you have to think again like there are schools that will never speak about this to their to children and these are current events and they just skirt around and all, all kids have cell phones now so they're seeing it basically they're seeing it they know about it they know what happened why isn't somebody doing something why isn't anybody talking about it and saying it's wrong i don't care where these women work i don't care they were murdered they were mothers they were sisters they were daughters and even if they had they just popped out of the ground like a daisy they are still a human being and the fact of the matter is we don't regard every human being as a life that's worth revering. And this country does a piss poor job at it. It's done a piss poor job at it for more than 250 years. And are we just going to be like, well, this is the way it is. So I guess we just take it. Who's next? Who's the next person that we're going to hate and be okay with saying, Oh, let's just get rid of those people because it's going to come back around. Oh, it does. It truly does. There was a poem about the Holocaust that said that if you don't stop them when they do this or that group or this group or that group, eventually when they come for you, there'll be no one to tell. Exactly. So when they come for you, there will be no one to tell. Mm-hmm. And that silent majority that is always running parallel, and I'm speaking of white America, there's always been a silent majority of them that run parallel with causes and, um, and, and helping through slavery. I'm pretty sure with the Japanese, they were hiding. So there's always, you got to stop being silent. You got to stand up and say, no, yeah. enough. It's just enough. When are we going to say guns kill? We got to have gun laws. Still, the Republicans don't want a gun law. You can't take my guns from me. I will die first. Do us a favor. If that's what it takes. 
Yeah. But there's so many things that we continue to not address and allow people not to address them. Why are we still voting people into office that are that are allowing these things that won't pass laws the voting laws that are being changed they're being changed to prohibit minorities of all ethnicity blacks Mm -hmm. asians anybody that's not and they were blatant about it in the supreme court they said well we want these laws changed because we're losing Mm -hmm. we're losing but see they got solidarity they they have solidarity. They have fear, but they're they, living they're still, in such a fear bubble. But that fear makes them get together, and I think and somehow, our fear scatters us. Yes, and I think somehow, some way, and I don't have the answer. If you guys have any answers to this, but I I, I think again, it it we it it's it's a hard barrier, but I do think based on what we have going on now and that everything is on zoom and people are meeting on zoom to talk about these issues i remember um was it in the summer it had to have been in the summer and it was in june so this was shortly after um george floyd and they had angela davis and it was the harvard um, I guess there's a heart, a group at Harvard that is against uh, a prison, a prison divestment that Harvard basically invests in a prison that's near them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so there's a prison divestment group of students and they had Angela Davis on there. And again, the people that they had on and you could see because it's a Zoom was a rainbow coalition of people who are like, we don't like this. What are some ideas? What is some of your guidance? What have you experienced? Whatever the case may be, you have these people who are here who are interested in just prison divestment and saying, we don't like this. How do we get it so that we can turn things around? And I'm sure, pretty sure, I I could bet my bottom dollar that there are some Asian groups that are getting together now and that are like, look, we want solidarity. We want all this to stop, not just for us, but for everyone. And I think if there is a Zoom that we can find, that would be a start to say, okay, I am here with you. I am, you know, and you're here for me. Let's see what we can work out because diverse brains and there is power in diversity because you have diverse thoughts. But then when you start speaking to people, and I can attest to this because I have friends that are different than me, you almost realize you're basically the same. Yeah. So you can keep moving and saying, okay, look, your experience are not that far. You may have had a different upbringing. You may have, you eat different food, whatever, a different language, but at the core of it, you're still a human being. And don't allow, the thing that bothers me is when these groups are formed, they are not easily, but they become dispersed because the man comes and says, no, you can't do this. 
they will find who they can pull out of that group and say, look, come over here with us. We'll help your group. That, that rainbow coalition is, is not going to really get you where you want to go. You're going to need to come over here to the power brokers. Mm -hmm. We are the power brokers now. And I think we should just continue and, to. And you need to join a group, get involved and stay planted. A flower doesn't grow unless you nourish it, you feed it and, and don't uproot your little, your little bloom and go down the street and join the big flower bed thinking that's going to solve things. It's not, it, it never has. It goes away for a minute and mm -hmm. then it comes back when they know they've silenced you yeah. and you cannot, you must stay the course. And that's the most difficult thing here mm -hmm. because we all want to run from the bad thing. Mm -hmm. Just like that grandmother who single-handedly beat up her attacker, attacker while people watched. Be the person that says, I'm going to step out and help. Yeah. Now, you don't want to be part of the mob and get a stick and beat the man and kill him. That, that's not where I'm going with this. But, but stop it and say, Hey, we're not doing this today. Yeah. Let's be the person that calls the police, you know, call the police and, and start moving in. If, if five or six people had walked towards that guy, I'm pretty sure he'd have stopped because yeah. most of those people are cowards. Basically. They know they're no bullies. one's going to step in. They're cowards. They're bullies. So in the instance, now in a shooting, I'm not quite sure if I would step in front of a bullet. Can't tell you. But in an instance like that, when you see somebody pushing down somebody's grandmother, grandfather, or picking on some child, step forward and say, stop. You can't do this here. Take mm -hmm. this someplace else. And don't take no for an answer. Go curl into a hole. That little sewer. Just crawl back into it. You know, we need to be vocal, be visible. We are not invisible people. Yeah. We are the majority now. If we all band together, we are the majority. And the majority rules. Across the world, too, when you think about yes. it, it's not even a an American thing. There are more people of color as they would call us than there are of white people. And again, just because this is the sustained way of life doesn't mean that you have to live it. And I'm not saying be mean to even white people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying stop the hate. When yeah. someone is doing something in a hateful manner, excuse me, not here. Let's not do this here. Yeah. And maybe if one person will speak up, then it'll be two, then it'll be three. And if, if there's a chorus that says you can't do this here, people generally walk away. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I am hopeful, but it, it just, I, this weighed a little heavy on me. Cause I was like, what do you mean? Not you. <laughs> this is, well, see, and I take it real personal because of my grandbabies. Mm -hmm. My grandbabies are part Chinese. And now maybe when you look at them, it doesn't jump out at you that they're Chinese. 
but they look enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what these people are looking for that feel like they want to pick on somebody. Or if they're with friends that, that are Chinese, there's their grandfather who's Chinese. There's their mother. And there's their mother who's Chinese. Uh-huh. And I don't want them to spend their life worrying about where their mother goes, what she's doing, their grandfather, or to get a terrible report that somebody beat their grandfather up. Yeah. Because my son, little mild-mannered young man that he is, will be he'd be out after somebody. He just wouldn't tolerate that. That's a mean child. You pushed the wrong button. Yeah. So I don't want that to happen because I don't want to see that kind of encounter happen out yeah. of anger that you're going to go get somebody who did this. Yeah. Or worry that where are you going? What you doing? And that has to bring a certain level of anxiety to everyone's door and again it's that same feeling that i think we as black people know too well when we walk out our door whether or not it's in it's an explicit thing or it's just one of those fleeting thoughts that you don't know if you're gonna make it home the same way that as a woman you have to carry your keys between your head and have mace because you don't know. Dress what, a certain way. You just don't know. So again, there it behooves all of us to take on other people's, to see what other people go through, to kind of have a, back to Mr. Rogers, to have, <laughs> to have a, 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 a never ending source of empathy for things that you may not go through personally or your people aren't going through, but that other people are going through. Yes. You know, if that's anybody's homework, that take away, go on Amazon if you have Prime and watch a few episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Watch things that pull empathy out of you and not the things that make you more callous. Numb that numb you to what's going on. Like, if it ain't me, I don't want any parts of it. Especially if you have children. Especially if you have children. This is not the time. You okay, right? Okay. Hold on. I'm sorry, y'all. I told y'all Rice would be back. <laughs> okay, he's better. But especially if you have children, yes. you know, children, grandchildren, if these are the conversations that, you know, age appropriately, you can have with them and say, you know what, what's going on right now is horrible. And in this house, it's not enough to tolerate. I hate when people are like, oh, we tolerate each other. You tolerate a mosquito. And you kill him eventually. Yes. It's more about, you know, acceptance, that I accept you, that I, I see you and I and I'm with you. And I think that's where we need to go, because a lot of the times when you hear D&I and the diversity and inclusion it's like, well, yeah, we're all for tolerance. What are you talking about? Tolerance? I don't, you, what do you mean you're tolerating me? Like, that's a good thing. Yes. That's the low. That's the low level. Yes, 
That's the low level. That's not even really picking your head up. No. So again, these are things that I think we can explore. Um, and you know, I'm hoping that we do stop hate of all kind. And as our babies get older and for the future generations that come up, because we will need more solidarity. We don't need more tribalism. We need more solidarity for what the world has in store for us. Because again, she wants us gone. So let's, let's continue to work together and let's continue to break down these imaginary borders that separate us from people who are just people. Now is it for me? You have anything else to add? No, just, you know what you said, just be kind to one another. Take a moment, you know, your first reaction to something that's uncomfortable, unusual, or even when you feel like, like my phone call, uh-huh. why are you calling me on my day off? You know, instead of going to the zone, just go to, let me hear this. Yeah. Let, let me talk about this. You know, let me extend a smile. You know, just start being nicer to strangers and each other. And just, you know, if you see something, say something. Yeah. Don't, don't stand there and watch it like you're in a dead zone. Because... Today, her, tomorrow, you. I'm telling you. And, you know, I pray to God I'm, I'm never witnessing something like that. And I, and I pray that if God should make that happen, that I have the resources to respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just be kind. Find some way in your little circle if you don't know of a group to go join, the little everybody got a circle. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about it in your circle. Yeah. Say, hey, what are your feelings about this? What are your thoughts? You know, and don't be mad if somebody says, oh, "I'm not doing that," because that's not that's not us. Yes, it is us. Let me tell you how it is us. Yeah. You know, so start there. If you if you don't really feel like I'm of the appropriateness to go out and join some group and march or whatever or or put money, you don't have money to put towards something. Start start in your little circle, start in your home, start in your church. What's your church doing about stuff like this? What they got to say? And what's their messaging on it? Too? Right. So start just start there. Yeah. I totally agree. So we are at the point where Gail gives her self-care <laughs> tip. I'm hoping she has one. But. So, so funny you should mention this because I've been talking about this with people. You know, we did the feet, we did the hands, we've done everything. And my, I, I, my self-care tip is a repeat. I don't think people are truly understanding just because you have a vaccine. I think you're so funny. One or two of them, or if you were lucky enough to get the JJ, you still got to wear a mask. Yeah. So, and it, it, my self-care tip is this. Find yourself some masks that you're comfortable with and wear them. We're not out of this just yet. 
And it's a self-care tip that shows you love, not just you, but other people. And I don't think we're we're just thinking about this right. I've had some friends who just um, on Facebook, they got the shot and you see them throwing the mask in the trash can like, whoa, hold up. (laughs) I don't know. That's how it works. You need to still wear your mask. You still need to be, because we don't know how long the vaccine lasts. Mm -hmm. There's so many still questionable things out there. So be kind to yourself and be kind to others. You know, make it a wardrobe, you know, statement, if you must. What would Mr. Rogers do? Wear his mask. Yes, and what would Jesus do? Wear his mask. And people would say, Jesus would pray and, and he wouldn't catch it. But Jesus would set the example and wear his mask. So Mr. Rogers and Jesus are wearing their mask. Put yours on too. And I'm excited. Speaking about the vaccine, I'm getting my first shot on Monday. Monday, Monday afternoon. So I will be a card-carrying member of still wearing a mask with the vaccine. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, I'm super excited. I was able to get an appointment in, so doing my little due diligence with that. But as always, wear a mask and be safe. (laughs) Wear a mask and we'll all be well. (laughs) Keep wearing your mask and be easy. And when you wear a mask, you're blessing everyone. (laughs) All right. You're so silly. (laughs) Bye. Thank you all. Take care.